Show. Come on. With DJ Chase on the pregame party mix podcast. What's going on, world? It's the pregame party miss podcast. Make sure you follow me on that Instagram underscore DJ Chase on that Twitter at DJ Chase, that Facebook DA Real DJ Chase. Lock in with me. Enjoy your listening experience. I hope you guys are really, really enjoying the podcast. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy bringing you guys really dope interviews. So, you know, have some fun. Tune in. Lock in. Yeah, the pregame party miss podcast. Let's get it. You are now listening to the hottest station. WDJC DV. DJ Chase Radio. www.djchaseradio.com. Yeah, man, it's the one only 
Music, DJ Chase. You know what it is, man? The pregame party mix uh, podcast right here on DJ Chase Radio, WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio, 12 mobile apps, YouTube, DJ Chase TV, man. But we got the, the queen herself, the publicist, Richard Dean, Barty, you know what it is, man, Grunge Cake CEO, uh, award-winning publicist. How you doing today, mama? I'm great. I like the way that you said all of those things at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I try to, you know, I I, I got a uh, good background in, in radio, so I try to put that in there. <laughs> You're doing well. You're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. How you feeling today? I feel great. I feel great. I'm blessed. Yeah. Um, I showed you the email that I got earlier. Yeah, so. you're working, working. We're going to get into that. So that's, yeah. a, you know, the global music committee, you know, for the recording. Yes. You know, smell, smell like some good money to me. So, <laughs> nah, but, uh, you know, I want to get into your background a little bit, you know, because it's not really known a lot about you as far as your background. It's very broad. But, you know, uh, where are we, where you from? You're from New York, right? Yeah, I'm from Queens. 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 Okay. What part of Queens? So I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. No. Oh. The 123. Yeah. Um, you 123rd know, Avenue, 123rd Boulevard, and 123rd. Yeah, I was, I was in, you know, in the trenches at Fox yeah. Boulevard, 147th, yeah. 119. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, just, I moved around Queens, mm. even as far as Queens Village. So, yeah. Queens girl. At one point, I lived in Brooklyn, Coney Island for a brief moment. Actually, um, my mom was moving into another house mm-hmm. and I stayed with her Nigerian friends. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> crazy, yeah. Crazy. So I was going to school there. Um, I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. And then um, when it was time for me to go to the next grade, I came back to Queens. Mm-hmm. Copy, copy. Okay. And, you know, like as far as Queens, Queens is, you know, uh, Manhattan keeps on making it, Brooklyn keeps on, you know, as they say, <laughs> Queens, Queens gets to kind of the shade, but Queens is the very. No, the Queens, Queens is diverse. Queens is very diverse. Uh, yeah. You know, I was actually just there yesterday for the uh, DJ Magic Car Show. Oh. Uh, you know, how did, like, growing up in Queens affect you? Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, because, like I said, you have a really cool job titles, like you're a publicist, so it's a lot different than being an artist and yeah. getting caught up in a BS. So, you know, how did growing up in Queens affect that, you know? Well, okay, first of all, Queens is not a place where there's an industry, right? Mm-hmm. There's not. I mean, like you on a queen side, like before, like the Fifty Cents or the Nicki Minaj's came around, like mm-hmm. there was the LL Cool J's, and that's a little bit before my time. So I wasn't in those circles to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was. First of all, the area that I lived in, like there was no train. Like you have to take a dollar van or dollar cab yeah, yeah, yeah. or a bus to get on the last stop of that train to ride into the city. And that would take an hour and a half sometimes. So yeah, that. yeah. Queens is a special place to my heart. All my favorite rappers from Queens. So yeah, I'm a little, so I'm a little we, partial to Queens. Yeah, we didn't even have like coffee shops to sit down and say, oh, you're going to have a business meeting. So I'll have to go <laughs> into the city all the time. So. Yeah, yeah. People never believe that I was from Queens. They're like, oh, you from LA or you from the city? And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I'm not. Like, I'm about to take a two hour ride back home. You don't even understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was desolate. I come from desolate areas. Like, it's just very far. So you had to be mm. committed and serious to um, yeah. do what I was doing. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you started in the good old days of the MySpace days of blogging yeah. and the, the internet. When when life was fun, life was grand in them days. Life was just amazing. Pre-COVID. Yeah, I know. Uh, what college did you go to? What, co- what college did you go to? 
I went to the Art Institute of New York City. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, okay. And then now you like re- kind of relocated in um in Los Angeles, right? I'm in Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas, Vegas. Okay, copy, copy. And you know, on your come up, because we we intern kids. We I used to intern at Sirius Radio. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm smashed through. Yeah, yeah, I was intern on um the All Out Show with Lossy and Ruju. Um, okay. yeah, I used to uh, I did that, and then I did the Who Kids Show with Matt, um Miss Mimi. Uh, okay. Like my, I did the I did the, the Lord Sears show the first run, and then they asked me to come back for the summertime on Matt, on um Who Kids show with uh, Miss Mimi. So I have kind of a cool resume. Uh, yeah, uh, you know where where was some of the places that you interned at? Huh. Um, give me like I two. Give me like two. I guess you could say like these things were in- internships because at the time I was like already doing what I was doing. Like I was already mm-hmm. game, right. Um, but so. I, I worked closely with DJ Enough. Like he mm. has a show called New at Two. So I would go through his emails and mm. you know, find a fire and be like, yo, you should play this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, what you think about this record? Sometimes it'd be like a Don Q record or like a Logic yeah. record. And I'll give him the thumbs up. So I was just like, wow, like somebody like him that has been out here, you know, yeah. like to even trust me and be like, what do I think about this record? And to ask my opinion. I thought that was amazing. So mm. I was um, at the time he had a website called That's Enough.com. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would I would write about artists um, mm. all the time. I'll go through their emails. They start emailing me. That's mm. actually where um, we discovered UFO Thief. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I DJ for him too. That's my guy. Oh, for real? Yeah, I DJ for like trust me, every artist you could think of, I've definitely DJed for them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And then. From there, like I also worked at um, MTV. Mm, copy. Yeah, yeah, MTV Iggy. Maybe for about three years, like mm-hmm. I was um, contributing to the website. And at the time, it was a global website, so we were covering like the beginnings of like K-pop and mm-hmm. francophone rappers, like the beginning of mm-hmm. like what is now considered Afro beats. It was it was Af- African music, but it had yeah, it wasn't Afro beat at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, I'm a reggae head, so I remember the transition like. You had exactly. the Tribal House, and then exactly. it just dropped right into the Afro beat, like yeah, that little exactly. 2010 wave, yeah. Exactly, it, mm. it emerged, so yeah, definitely. Copy, yeah. copy. Now, what made you want to become a publicist? Because, you know, a lot of times, a lot of girls that I run into in the industry, because, you know, when I was at Sirius, I went into a lot of females. They all wanted to be managers, but not publicists. What made you want to be a publicist? I think it actually chose me. I didn't know I was doing the work already. Like, yeah. I was already a publicist. And copy. People- People let me know what I was doing was publicity work. Like, mm. so I remember, are you familiar with Jazz Cartier? Um, I think so, yeah. Out of Toronto. Mm. Um, at the time, like, when I was at MTV, I was listening to his music. Like, I would just go through YouTube or, like, just mm. you know, check my emails and, well, like, I'll have a lot of artists following me because I have my own website. Mm. So send me stuff and I listened to his stuff and I was like, oh, he's fire. Yeah. So, it to my editor over at MTV, and then like I got him on MTV. Crazy, wow. Uh, Facebook to like get like the, yeah. you know, the information. So when people were seeing that, like, yo, you got this dude on MTV. Like, I got a lot of artists for the first yeah. time. Like, they're they're first couple looks. MTV. Yeah, yeah. Um, Athena, who is now mm. uh, an actress, you mm. know, the Asian actress. Like mm. when she was making music, I covered her on MTV also. Nice, nice. I, I've been part of. Um, a lot of people's like transition mm. or growths. 
Nah, that's really dope. That that means you're expensive at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody you know, gr- no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know, grunge cake, like you have that since 2007, correct? Am I getting that right? Yeah, you know, that that was the age of the blahs, like the rap radars, the the yeah. uh what's the other one that I used to be on? Yeah, all them joints. I used to be on all them, all of them. All because I actually was on Rap Radar. They actually featured us when I was on, um, when I was on series. They actually made one of the posts on Rap Radar on B Dom. I always see him at all the events. So yeah, yeah. You know, they uh, me, uh, in the sure. past. At one point, I was um, working some Troy Ave records. Got you. They, they would support me. Yeah. And you know what? What I'll say is, I learned a lot because hmm. I, I was just a writer. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know people's business and like what was going on behind the scenes. So like all of that like kind of freaks me out. Like yeah. when I start crying, I'm like, oh, it's not just music. It's all these other things going on. So Yeah, that's what it was with me too. Like honestly, I it kind of changed my perception on the game a little bit too. Like being this because I was like the super intern like like i was an intern's intern like i went hard for that job and i was just like you know the more and more i started learning the business like even like early j cole like yeah. i used to talk to angela Yee all the time she would give me mad yeah. game like lord sear like just you know what i'm saying i just i was just there like a fly on the wall just learning everything and yeah. um you know it's crazy you know that you learn so much from that you yeah. know did you say okay like when you came up with the name grunge cake what where, where did that name come from well, I knew that I wanted to tell people's stories, yeah. um, but also I'm telling my own. I didn't realize it, but mm. you know, like from the beginning of everything, like my parents were uh, immigrants. Like, gotcha. They weren't born in the U.S. So mm-hmm. like I saw what it was to like make things shake. Like yeah. it wasn't always easy. So it's like, okay, but you know, they came here for a reason and for them, that was success enough. Like yeah. these other things is extra, like it's what mm. they're trying to do. But you know, for them it's like back home, whatever they was going through, they mm. were trying to just get from point A to point B. So that's what mm. it was for me. Like point A for me, at least in my reality is tough. Like, mm. you know, that's the beginning of something. That's like your Genesis. It's. Mm it's what you achieve or aspire to be. And then the cake is that thing, whatever it Mm. may be. Like if it's somebody that is trying to get up in the morning maybe they can't walk, you Mm. know, maybe broke their leg or something like, but eventually they start walking. Like it doesn't need to be like somebody making billions of dollars. It's just you getting a song heard, right? And then it played somewhere, whatever it is. Like, so that's what it is for me. It's a dichotomy yeah. of two different things. Nah, for sure. I feel that. And, and you know, it's crazy that you say that because, like I said, a lot of times people look at me and I'm like, bro, like, I'm happy. Like, I'm content. Like, and not content as far as the money. I'm like, I've, made, I've been DJing since 2005. Like, I've made a lot of money. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, you know, and people don't, they think that a lot of times they see, once again, the internet has really made people so self-conscious yeah. to wrong things. And I'm like, that's not real. Like, it's not, like, don't believe that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I want to I wanna get into the question of this. Like, you know, I run into probably this year alone, I probably met 2,000, even on the internet, because I'm more Groover. So I <laughs> probably 2,000 artists this year already, Two probably more than that. Wow. You know, what are some effective ways that artists can brand themselves? Like, what do you, you know, because there's a lot, I can say it, but they ain't gonna listen to me. So I need a professional, professional, <laughs> super professional. I'm not a professional, apparently. So, you oh, know. what? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> First and foremost. You know, what, what are some effective ways that artists can brand themselves and sell music at the same time? Not just try to go viral, but sell music while branding themselves. 
you know, like back when we were coming up, like in mm-hmm. the 90s, like when you looked at somebody, you like, oh, that's Slick Rick, like, and this is his thing, like the mm-hmm. iPad or whatever it is. Like, whenever I look at an artist, I should be able to distinguish what makes them different from the beginning, what mm-hmm. I'm going to their page. And it's like, oh, this is, um, I don't know, this is the country post Malone or whatever it is. Like, you mm-hmm. know, artists don't like to be pitted against each other or like, um, said that they're like this person, but mm. that's how marketing works. Because when you're marketing something, it needs to fall in line or be um, able to sit next to this thing on the shelf for a consumer to buy it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if I'm looking at somebody's page and then I'm thinking like, oh, this person looks like WizKid, like mm. then I want to hear what they sound like. I'm just automatically curious or mm. if, have like a decked out maybe the theme of their album is blue it's like i don't know why you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like so the image part is very important and then you know hopefully when we press play you know everything adds up got you got you and you know what do you look for as far as a client like all right you know money is not as we know in this business money all money ain't good money uh you know what do you look for when choosing a client like say somebody comes up to you like you know miss barty you know what what you could which could you be my publicist what do you look for in that um i hope that they're easy to work with Mm, got you like you you know if you're coming to me that means that i'm the expert Mm -hmm. and either you've seen something i did or you you trust the word of what someone else told you because mm. I worked with them. So when you're coming to me, you need to allow me to do my job. Mm. Like, and I think a lot of the times, like also what's the, the difficult part about that is that an artist or somebody would see what I did for another person and automatically think that they mm. deserve it also. And it's like, but you don't know what it took <laughs> to get that person there. You have no idea, no, um, no concepts and you're not here yet like you're just starting out like yeah you know so it's and then how do you tell somebody um that that has a large ego and i love artists with large egos you better you're a better better civilian than me because i I give the artist the business i'll be like listen i'll just send you an invoice i ain't dealing with it no more oh my god yeah i don't i don't don't deal with it i like to work with people that know how to communicate because i'm a communicator Mm. Um, yeah and just trust the process like it's not publicity is not an overnight thing like i'm Mm. helping tell your story especially when you aren't um a legacy artist or established artist Mm. that somebody knows like i am the one that is building that footprint for you Mm. you have to allow me to do my part and you have to be able to tell the story Mm. ways that the general public will understand it for sure and you know for those listening and uh, uh, the publicist is not a, a financer a manager is not a financer a publicist is to what is the, uh, the role of a publicist what does a publicist's job consist of is to get the news out there about the person mm-hmm. the individual or the brand or the product mm. that's what it is it's like yeah. what whatever that current product is like we are pushing that to the the media, the news outlets, you know, the radio, mm-hmm. what, whatever um, format it is, that's what we're doing. And we have the relationships or the network of those people. And what we do is we say, okay, I have this client and I feel like it fits for your platform or, mm-hmm. you know, that that's what it is. Yeah. So they're trusting you. So every time you bring something to them, 
mm-hmm. you have a reputation. Yeah. So, you know, it needs for me, it needs to be of quality. Like it, it needs to make sense. Like mm-hmm. it, it needs to make sense. It has to look good. Like, there you, it, go. you know, I, I want I want this because like I said, I get so many artists. You, you probably you be seeing my Instagram like I get probably 10 artists a day hit me up submitting music. So. You know, I'd be like, listen, you, I, I, I can't say it no more. You know what I'm saying? Um, you have the ones that are patient, or are they like always like, nah, they impatient. They be hitting me up like, if, if I show you my DMs, that's why I be looking at my phone. Like my phone always going off. Yeah. I, like, listen, I, I'm not a miracle worker. I'm a DJ. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a genie. Like, I can't give you a record deal. Like, I can't just. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you know, but I don't have no problem consulting. You know, but but I say this right. I, I meet so many artists. Uh. And industry people alike, you know, and I mean, even on the major labels, on the, um, I guess on the indie labels too, you know, why do you feel like today, like the, like a lot of the music is not connecting? Like, why do you feel like a lot of the artists today are not, are not connecting with the general public? Because they don't even connect with their teams. There you go. You got to be chasing behind people like yeah. <laughs> that's real life. That's yeah. not I'm just being an artist, not connecting like they're just yeah. not connecting with everyone around them. So that's what is it's art imitating life. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Now, yeah. you also too, you're a voting member of the Recording Academy, right? And you are a Recording Academy member. You know, how, first and foremost, how does one join the uh recording academy what's the the, the process of that because a lot of artists they have these grammy dreams and they're not actually they have like 300 followers on instagram and one grammy so <laughs> you know how, how does one actually attain being a member of the recording academy well okay so follower count doesn't matter you can have one follower. i know i'm talking about winning a grammy yeah 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 no nah, yeah. i'm even with winning a Grammy, like the music needs to be up to par. You need to be within the network and working yeah. with people that you know. Yeah. Like it's it's a certain caliber of music and sound, like a different pedigree. So if yeah, a lot of Grammy award winning people, mm. like outside of the popular ones that we know, they win mm. Grammy. They may not have that many followers, but the question. Like you have to be nominated. Like people have to nominate you, whether mm. they are in the academy or they aren't. Mm. You know? Like so, but it needs to be like someone that basically can speak for you, like mm. and and can like solidify what you do as a music professional. Mm. So that could be maybe a teacher, your music teacher in high school, and they can mm. talk about how brilliant you were, um, and now with everything that you're doing, they can understand it because you were this person in school and you got these grades and you were creative. Um, or it could be like a mentor and they can talk about you and, you know, say like, I, I feel like this person deserves to be um, in the academy because they are very passionate about music rights mm-hmm. or, like, you know, like those kind of things. So I also want to say that the Recording Academy is not just about the Grammys. like. We celebrate every year, you know, we go out and have now, that's actually one of my next questions because I was like, all right, what's the benefit? That's what I'm sitting here looking at. I'm like, all right, what are some of the other benefits of being a record academy member? Oh man, like you you get to really learn about music laws and contribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stand up for music makers. Like yeah. I've I've done like district uh advocate stuff like mm. where signing letters and sending them to like the government to speak yeah. on behalf of people that make music and to mm. make sure 
they get their um, royalties from radio and you know, like yeah. all of these things like that are very important for the yeah. livelihood yep. Yep. Um, of artists because yep. artists usually get like the end of the stick. Yeah. Even me being a, pu- a publisher, that's what made me actually become a music publisher. Everybody's like, "You a DJ?" I was like, "Hell no, I'm a publisher." Like people like <laughs> I, they, when I tell people I'm a music publisher, they look at me like I'm like I have three heads. I'm like I'm <laughs> music publisher, like. Yeah. And I'm telling them, and you know, the reason I even say that is because my next question is we're gonna talk about your um, you know, you've been uh, accepted to the committee committee of you know reggae and global music, mm-hmm. and I was just saying like you know a lot of the reggae artists I'm I was like I said I'm a reggae you have to play as a DJ, oh, yeah. but I know a lot of the reggae artists so like Chino uh, Adonia like all of the old the guys like those those are my guys so you know they not getting publishing. So a lot of times, you know, how do you feel like you becoming, like I said, being on a committee that focuses on reggae and pushing global music forward? How do you feel like that's going to help that situation? Like a lot of even like the Afrobeat artists, the Nigerian artists, they just post on the, the blogs, but they're not getting the, the, the return on the investment. You know, how do you feel about that? I think that I am going to I always open myself up for people to tell me what the problems are, because mm-hmm. I'm not aware of most of the problems, right? Like I love music. I love writing about music. Mm-hmm. So I'm always coming from that end. As far as reggae goes, like I'll reach out to the people that are in those spaces mm-hmm. that are as serious as I am and figure out, like try to identify what the issues are and hopefully help them like set up what it is for them to be able to get mm-hmm. those things. Like I realized that like a lot of people aren't signed up to like BMI or ASCAP or anything music and just putting it on YouTube or whatever it is and that's absolutely insane yeah yeah I trust me I even consult artists because I feel so bad for them I'll be like listen the first thing I ask the artists even like with me I'm like listen there's more to it than a distro kid account like you gotta (laughs) you gotta really like it's a lot of you know a lot of stuff and you also have these fake managers out here and fake publicists out here telling these artists the wrong thing you know what I'm saying so I'm like, listen, you got to set it up. You know, how you going to get like, how you going to make your money? Like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, I, one thing, yeah. you know, people, people outside of the industry have um, very interesting perspectives on Pour what it up. actually is or what the music business is. Yeah. Um, everything that you've heard, those things definitely exist. Um but it's not everyday occurrences for the most part. Like if you are keeping your heart clean, um, <laughs> listen, church on Sunday. That's what I say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sure, but I mean, even, um, a few months ago, um, I was written about in one of the, mm. the Jamaican, uh, Jamaica observer. And I was making a call out to dance hall because yeah, I've been seeing a lot of things about people being upset about the space in which Afrobeats is right now and feeling mm. like um, reggae took it over or replaced it. And mm. I don't want people to feel that way. Um, mm. I want us to come together mm. and try to make collaborations. I mean, that stuff is already happening. Like, if you look at some mm. of the collaborations that's been happening between like Afrobeats and dancehall artists or mm. reggae artists is amazing. Like Skip Marley and Iris yeah. started something um, last week. So it's not going anywhere though. Like even like from when I started DJing reggae, it's like it's not going. It's it's probably bigger than it was now. I think I think just the like like you said the 
the publishing aspect of it and the, the monetary part of it is just missing there you know the disconnect but i think that like what you're doing is like super duper like really really important you know what i'm saying like i've worked with a lot of like i said the regular artists they always send me dubs and i'm like y'all not getting paid for this don't do that like you know what i'm saying like you get what i mean so yeah mm. we need structure like yeah. just all around like especially mm. for black music yep um, and that's that's global it's all around the world so like you just, <sighs> trust me i think for a lot of us it's like an escape and mm. so it's happy with doing that and mm. not really thinking about like the business side yeah. but somebody uh, a manager or whomever needs to really come in and say like okay this is mm. how we do things that's like this one young lady named mm. um, jay yoko okay. like she does this kind of work and i i um extended the invitation to her to join the recording academy because i'm like okay she's doing the work like she yeah. is amazing and she was accepted into the academy so yeah, I'll share. You should actually interview her. I pick her. Listen, I'm in it. I'm in it. Tell, send, just send in my phone. We, we set it up. I will. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, look, one of my last questions is this, right? You know, a lot of the, the, the misconceptions, because even me, I had to kind of like get out of that because people was thinking this. What do you how do you feel about the misconception of like this whole the major labels is trying to rob me and this whole <laughs> foolishness of and I'm like, I listen, listen, I be telling art, I have to tell I like nobody's trying to rob you. Like <laughs> unlearn that. It's like unlearn that. Like, you know, I'm like, you know how expensive it is to be independent? Like literally, like how expensive this is. Like it's, it's you know, how do you feel about that that misconception of that? Um, so I actually speak about this a lot amongst my peers. Yeah. I've, I've seen some label contracts. I've seen offers and it's like, mm. you could read these things and see exactly you know, what, what the proposal is. Like if you're not with it and you're not desperate, then don't say not it. that hard to read. Like, yeah, like it's so I always say like it's sometimes it's mixed with desperation. And if mm. that's what you to deal with at that time that's fine yeah like be mad at yourself though yeah. like be accountable and then if you want to change it then you have the right to go ahead and change that also mm. but like i think a lot of the times like i mean because i have family members that are also in the music business i mean like it's not like we had anybody when we were trying to get in but now we're in and i'll see some of the things and i'm like I'm like, thank God, like you related to me because they don't just be jumping for whatever like the offer is yeah. like and sit because I'm like, I'll explain it to them and break it down. Like, look, all right, you take this sum now. Like, what is that going to be within the next two to four years? Like, yeah, is yeah. that going to really like fulfill yeah. the type of artist that you want to be? Is that going to um, sustain sustain your lifestyle? Like, you got to think about all these things. Like. Mm -hmm. How much of that is going into your marketing budget? Like, you know, like, yeah. just you got to be careful because. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. You think like, OK, like, all right, I'm getting a million dollar deal. And then you have maybe you have a two, three album commitment. Yeah. Like, and that million dollars, you got to stretch that over three albums, which is could be yeah. forever. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Like how many yeah. years, 10 years, mm. like five years, like that's not enough. Yeah. So think about those things. I think when people hear like certain dollar amount, mm. they think, oh, that's a large sum of money, especially if it's people coming from mm. places that don't have like the economic advantages. Yeah. You poor, middle class or whatever it is, like 
Mm. Or you come from a family of hustlers, like so a certain amount of money to you, it seems like quick cash, but it's not. Mm. Yeah. You need to stretch that. Yeah, and that's one things with me. Like when I had my artist, uh Molly McCoy, I was work, you know, I was just we were just going to like all the labels, like I was, you know, just working her into like just the networking events and stuff. And I was and it's crazy because that's actually what inspired me to start my publishing company because I just wanted to be a producer. I was like, listen, I just produce and just chill. Yeah. And I started learning, like, wait a minute, everybody works in the marketing department, but nobody works in the royalty department. So I'm like, <laughs> not nobody who looks like us. So yeah. I said, All right, so I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. And I was like, okay, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Just collecting your own money. So I'm like, yeah, bet. like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, but we could do this all day, man. You know, because <laughs> I, 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 they're getting ready to cut me off. You know, what, what's, uh, you know, do you, the, my last question is this, right? Do, do you ever see yourself starting a label? I actually did in 2010. You did? I did. If you, if you Google it, you'll see it. Oh, where? The problem was is that yeah. I, I love them dearly. Cause I know they'll see this. Okay. But I had a team of people who yeah. were equipped and they weren't as passionate or driven gotcha. as I was. Gotcha. And and that was the problem. So when yeah. it was time for me to delegate, they couldn't handle it. Gotcha. And I, that's when I realized how much work I was actually doing. <laughs> I'm and going I'm, through that right now. <laughs> you no, know, so I'm like, oh yeah. 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 Like there's not too many people like me so i'm like oh i'm thinking that they can like carry the weight and they yeah. absolutely could not like you know people yeah. have different mental states and all kinds of things so i think that um i mean i still speak to them now and we wish each other well and they still support me mm. but they really didn't see where i was going i mean i when i look back at it we were doing really well like my mm. artists was getting South by Southwest shows at that time, like mm. getting booked in Denver. Um, the stream numbers were really good. Like you could see like the label. It was um, working, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was strictly independent coming out of my pocket. Same, same here, same here. I, I know the feeling, mama. I know I know what it is. That's why I respect you because, you know, you came across and you just do it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, a lot of people I meet in this industry, they really, they look down on you for some reason. You never did that. Like you came, you sent a real presentable email, you know what I'm saying? You was very respectful just off that. And you know, like I said, you didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have 10 million followers or a blue check. You still treated me yeah. as such. And then we, you know, started building a rapport. Of so I, I I appreciate that. Of course, wait, first of all, the media, I don't care what level you at, is very important. Thank you, thank very you. Very important. Like, so anybody watching this, y'all need to understand that. Like, yeah. And then what happens usually is people in the media, like they move around or they know other people. Mm -hmm. If you leave a great impression, they'll talk to the other people. This is literally what happened to me. Like yeah. they'll see like who I was working with or who I'm like, oh, y'all heard this artist? And they'd be like, nah. And then it'll be my friends at like all these other big publications. And then they writing about them. I had no idea that that was publicity. Like, yeah. You know, so I'm just like, oh, I was out here setting trends, like, because <laughs> like, when nah, I keep game, like in the blog era, yeah, the more times that the person is written about, like the promoters and the label people see it, they see it, yeah, so they would reach out and like give them offers, and I'm like, yo, I was leading that pack, that's crazy, like, nah, that, that, but you know what is, but you do, but you doing it, you know what I'm saying, like your grunge cake is freaking huge, like. You know what I'm saying? And you can't and you can peep this craziness. Like I, I it's funny because like when I meet when I met T Manny, he was at my friend's birthday party. Oh, and then yeah. I didn't even know he knew you. 
So I'm like, that's great because I've been trying to get, I was trying to get to your blog for for like two, three years now, like three years. For so real? yeah, so that's that's how I move, you know. Now the line open. What's up? Now it's open. So you know what I'm saying. So we're gonna work. Um, you know, uh, yeah. And then how, okay, before we get out of here, how you know how can any managers, you know, they're gonna see this and all this. I'm the like the I'm the underground king in New York. So they they love coming to me for every life problem solving thing what they can have. So how can the managers, the booking agents, the producers get on the on the blog first? Not even the publishers, because I know they can't afford you. But the blogs, how can they get on the blog at least? Uh, they could come through you. All right, I'm with it. You're with me. I would love that because then that mm-hmm. way you know like who's moving yeah. out and gotcha. And, or otherwise, the contact information is on the website. Mm-hmm. It, it's there, like it's public. But they would have a better chance if it's coming through someone mm-hmm. I know and trust. Or gotcha. Them. Yeah, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna. I, I, I'm, I'm the. I'm the they ain't, they, ain't gonna, they ain't gonna do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Yeah. They know who to do that to. <laughs> nah, but Miss Richard Dean, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. We definitely, I definitely want to get you on again. Uh, my homeboy Remo, I definitely want to get you on his podcast. You're gonna love Remo. Remo is the industry. He gonna talk your ear off. He's the industry. That's my A and R. So he's the industry. Yeah, he's the industry. Uh, the kind of so I don't be I, with me. I'm so removed from the industry. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Like he lives for the music industry. Really? Uh, you know. But uh, yeah, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter. It's the yams t h um or on instagram my first and last name or you can go to grunchcake.com there you go you know this man it's dj chase the pregame party miss podcast right here with the grunge cake ceo award-winning publicist richard dean rt right here on wdjcdb dj chase radio dj chase.net youtube dj chase tv and spotify podcast and apple podcast you know this man is dj chase the pregame party miss podcast yeah. yeah, man, it's the one only DJ Chase, man. You know this, man. You're now locked in. DJ Chase Radio, the new, new audio home for the creative, man. Keep it locked. Stream 24-7. Let's go. We are lit. lit. Keep lit. You are now listening to DJ Chase Radio. Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24-7. Yeah, man, sometimes we fight for things. But yeah. It's about the struggle, man, for real. God's grace. God's grace, yeah. Life is hard, not a race. Going insane, it's God's take. We go up high, no mistakes. Heaven is up, it's God's place. Sitting by, by the lake. Cooking up, it's time to pay. All you need is one take. Popping bottles, no money, no money. No investments, tight funny, tight funny. Be a playboy, no bunny, no bunny. You looking busted, tight hungry, tight hungry, yeah. God has a plan for us all, for us all. Juice dripping, waterfall, waterfall. It's a good day, let's ball, let's ball. Big trophies on my wall, on my wall, yeah. My time costs money every day, every day. Come over here, how we play, how we play. God wakes me up, new day, new day. Hold up, wait, wait, it's time to pray, it's time to pray, yeah. Today I repent my sins. This technology got y'all afraid to love with our conditions. Y'all need to brush our teeth before y'all on these phones, man, for real. It's crazy. Women having babies for them pictures. For them pictures. The eyes down low, getting richer. Getting richer. Sell your souls, 
even quicker. Even quicker. The devil's like, lie. Here's a liquor. Here's a liquor. Yeah. Believe the lies. You were told. You were told. Your mama's seat. I won't be go. Won't be go. The ticket on that bus won't be so. I won't be so. That line force idols long row. A long row. Yeah. God's grace. God's grace. God's grace. Life is hard. hard. Not a race. Not a race. Go insane. It's God's taste. It's God's taste. We go up high. No mistakes. No mistake. Yeah. Heaven is up. It's God's place. It's God's place. Sitting by high. By the lake. By the lake. Cooking up. It's time to bay. It's time to bay. All you need is one thing. Yeah. See, the thing is, man, they're making your minds up for you. Technologies make you think what they want you to think. Civilizations being destroyed, no strong families. Y'all being so brainwashed, man, for real. Y'all don't even see how the devil got y'all believing things that's not real. It's crazy. Listen to people who don't, who don't even live, live real lives, you know? Take a look in the eyes, for real. Monday Night Lights. <laughs> Stay prayed up. Live righteous. Yeah.